Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Hope you're doing awesome. I have a little bit of a cold, so my voice sounds weird, but I feel I feel okay. My voice just sounds weird. You may have noticed I did not do a podcast for several days in a row. <gasps> Josh, what happened, Josh? Well, it just got away from me. Uh, I was so wrapped up and consumed and just immersed in my mastermind experience in Idaho that I really just... I just didn't do it, and that's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry if you were uh, disappointed in that, Uh, but I needed to go deep. I needed to disconnect and just learn and network and be around really smart people. So uh, for those of you that are new following me, um, you know, I had a home service business for 10 years. I built it and I sold it. I moved to Costa Rica. I started this podcast. I started a company called Automate, Grow, Sell to teach people like you how to, you know, automate, grow, and build a sellable home service company, or as I call it, a blue-collar entrepreneur-style company. And, you know, I started my software company called Send Gym. And what's really kind of unique, I think, about this show and about my journey is I, I got, like, I got one foot in two different worlds, and it's really fascinating And so to grow my software company, you know, we did seven figures last year and grew 5X. And then this year, you know, we're we're on pace right now to do about two and a half, three million with our software company, which is way behind our goal. And we've had a lot of pain and suffering as we've expanded our team and and done all this stuff like on on the software side. People love it and it's growing and everything, but there's a lot of like broken systems inside our company. Uh, But my audience are people like you, people with you know, small local businesses fighting the good fight. But what's really interesting is how this new journey, this new world of kind of internet marketing and software parallels so closely my journey when I was starting my home service company. And honestly, I mean, I don't care if you have a restaurant or if you have like a service business, if you're an accountant, the the journey is really similar. And you guys hear me talk about this idea of the five stages of small business growth, right? Well, I I think it's like applicable like to all business. (laughs) And so my initial experience, you know, I sold my service company in Michigan, did very well with that. And uh, and now I'm in software and it's a totally different model, but the stages are kind of similar. You know, stage one, you're the person in the field. Or if you're an accountant, that just means you're the one like doing the taxes, like just you, you're delivering the end deliverable, right? For me, with software, stage one is I'm the one doing customer support and like answering every phone call and doing all the sales or whatever. Like stage two is when you're doing more administrative tasks. You're still doing everything, but you're doing more admin style tasks, right? More paperwork. You're you're doing a slightly higher level thing, but you're still like completely trapped and a slave to your business, right? And stage three is when you focus primarily on sales. Now with my software company. I'm pretty much in stage three. You know, we have a support team, we have our development team, we have our uh, a sales team. I guess I'm more like marketing, driving marketing through my podcast and through the things I do online. But the reason I say all that is to, to tell you that I drink my own Kool-Aid. And this journey has not been easy. 
uh, and there's still a lot of things that need to be fixed. Um, but what I did is I joined a really high-level mastermind group with all these super genius internet marketer people. Maybe you've heard of Russell Brunson. There's his software is called ClickFunnels. They've got to up a, to up to over a hundred million dollars a year in annual recurring revenue in like a three-year window. The guy's like a genius with marketing and sales and understanding all this stuff. And what's really cool about you is no matter what kind of local business you have. I have one foot in there and like my heart's there, but I have my other foot like in this new world and I, I feel like I can bridge the gap between all this insane information that I learned trying to grow my software company and it's all applicable to you. You might have to like connect a couple dots or read between the lines uh, with some of the information, but it's so insane. And the, the few days I was in uh, Boise, I got to meet some people that I really, really have looked up to for a long time, like Russell and hang out with all these people in the inner circle. Uh, it's a $50,000 a year to join the inner circle. There's only 100 people in it. And if you leave, you can never come back. <laughs> I bought in last year for 25000 but the price is fifty now. And by the end of the year, it's going to be $100,000 a year to be in this group. Now, why would someone pay $100,000 just to hang out with some people? Isn't that interesting? I mean, we have our Automate Gross Sell Experience coming up, and people are paying uh, $3,000 to come to like a vacation slash networking mastermind business event. And the reason that they do it is because, frankly, it's life-changing. You've probably heard me say that if you're the smartest person in the room, you got to get in a new room. Well, that's what I did when I joined his thing. Now, I was super nervous. <laughs> like, like, I can go speak at like industry events for service companies. I do this podcast all the time. I'll make videos. I'll go on Facebook Live like nobody's business and just teach and have fun and try to add value. But man, I got in a new room. Like, I am a tiny little fish in this pond, right? So I might be a big fish in your brain if you have a service company and you look at what, what I've accomplished, but I promise you I'm a minnow in this new group. It's insane. There's people in this group like Alex Sharfin, uh, the founder of the entrepreneurial personality type. He's built companies to $250 million. He had a business that did $78 million. He had a couple companies that did $20 or $30 million. And the guy's just genius level when it comes to organizational structure and all kinds of psychology, just tons of stuff, right? Like he spoke at Funnel Hacking Live. He's on all the biggest podcasts. I got to spend a lot of time with him, man. And he just like, I was so humbled um, by, you know, some of the things he told me that I was doing wrong. And like, he went deep with me. It was amazing. Uh, my friend, Brad Callen, who lives in Ohio, you know, I never met this guy or heard of him in my life. I joined the inner circle. We're friends now. He's, he's had so many online businesses, it's insane. I Like dozens of them. They've all done millions. He had a supplement company that did $35 million in sales, right? All from his house, sitting in his bedroom on his computer. And these people know things, right? And just like with local businesses, the same is true with online businesses. There's these little tweaks. There's these little like nuanced differences between all the people that say, I'm going to make money online or all the people that say, I'm going to start my own business. I don't like my boss. I'm going to start mowing lawns myself. There's these little things that make 98% of the difference, right? So starting a business is not the same as succeeding in business. <laughs> so like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. I think I'm just going to kind of play this by ear. I have some notes. There's no way I'll be able to cover all this today. But I want to give you just a couple of nuggets that I learned hanging out with people. All of them make multiple millions of dollars per year. 
They are amazing human beings. They have charities. They're on the boards of charities. They're just changing the world in a, a ton of different industries. Like nobody is the same in this group. It's crazy. Um, the first thing, day one of the mastermind started out with uh, Stacy Martino getting up there. And she's just a super gifted speaker. And she had everybody stand up. And she was talking about how when you have a small business, and this like totally hit home with me. That's why I want to share it with you, is that especially in the early days, we try really hard to be validated by our friends and family. And she had us spread our arms apart, right? Like stick your left arm out to the left and your right arm out to the right. And in your left hand are all the relationships you have in your life with people like me or people that also have a small business, people that get it, right? They, they get it. They're, they're entrepreneurs. They're weirdos. They're, they jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. Like They understand there's opportunity. They understand that they need personal development. They understand that they need to go deep and go through the fire and like grow, and they want to change the world, and they want to change their family tree. There's those people. Now, the group of people in your left hand is a way smaller group for most of you. Some of you have nobody in your left hand other than maybe a podcast like this. But in your right hand, you have all what they call the muggles. <laughs> I think that's a Harry Potter reference, but then they weren't saying it disrespectfully, but you have your friends and your family. All the people that love you and you love them, but they don't get it. They don't get it. I know for me, it can feel like a weight around your ankle as you try to really bring a muggle into your vision for your company. And it, it honestly, it can be a very futile effort and it's very draining and it's, it's hard, right? Because they don't get it. They're like, why wouldn't you, why would you quit your job? Like, wh what's wrong with you? Why, why are you quitting? Your job? Are you crazy? Like, like, what about your kids? What about your bills? Like, don't do that. Don't buy another truck. Like put money in savings, invest in a 401k, you know, burp, 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 burp. They're the muggles. They, they don't want to grow personally necessarily. They don't want to start a business. They don't understand why you would take what in their mind is this tremendous risk. But you, you, you don't know how people don't think like that. Like, and so there's this frustration on both parts. But what she, she made an insanely cool point. She said, we need to stop trying to be validated by those people in our right hand. And here's the mistake people make, and, and I have made in the past, is when someone doesn't get it, and they don't buy in. And every time we hang out, they don't want to talk about business and funnels and sales and all this stuff. Like, like I don't want to, like, part of me wouldn't want to be in that relationship. Or if they're ever negative at all, or even made a comment ever during the history of my business journey, I would just, like, cut people off. I just wouldn't go there anymore. And in my mind, I thought I was doing the right thing. Like, like no, I'm not going to let anybody slow me down. I'm not going to let anything get in my way, right? But with your personal relationships, they're highly valuable, right? We don't want to burn those to the ground just so we can build a business and we don't have to. And she gave this whole detailed talk. It was insane. It was so good. Uh, but here's the takeaway. She said, don't try to be validated by friends and family. You need to learn how to segment out the way that your brain is, depending on the people that you're around. And you need to have unconditional compassion for your friends and family that are non-entrepreneurial and love them where they are. It's okay that they don't want to start a business and never will. It's okay that they're not risk takers like you are, right? It's okay that they don't want to be into personal development and watch motivational videos all the time. <laughs> like, like that's okay. I thought that was really, really valuable, right? The other thing that I thought was cool, just as a quick tip, is if you're running Facebook ads, you know, Rachel Peterson has a huge following on social media and she's in the group. 
And she was talking about how when, when before she runs ads, what she'll do first is she'll run the ads to her warm market. So for you, if you have a local business, let's say that you want to promote an upcoming special or an offer or something promoting your company, first run the ad to all the people that like you know, like your customers and the people that like your Facebook page, stuff like that, and get a whole bunch of engagement on the post right? And you want to have a lot of engagement. So you want people commenting. So the way that you make your ad should encourage people to comment something, right? Or to tag somebody in something. And then after you get like some some traction, then you scale it to your cold market, right? And that just gets you a lot more reach and it makes the ad more exciting, right? Because we've all seen these Facebook ads where they might have an amazing product, but it has like 200 views, no like one like and no comments, right? (laughs) Something in our brain doesn't really want to be the first person to engage with a thing, right? Especially if you don't know who the company is. Um, and a couple other things that were just amazing was, uh, was uh, let me see this one here. Oh, yeah, Lewis. Okay, my buddy Lewis from California. He's a real estate investor, does very well. Uh, when he gave his talk and got feedback from the group, uh, the topic came up about making consistent content. And look, the game already has changed. And your local small business, you have to learn how to be a marketer for your product and service. And what that looks like online for most small businesses is like you post nothing on your page ever. You don't add any value to anybody. And then once in a while, you'll like spam out a coupon or something. And that doesn't work, right? It maybe worked a little tiny bit four years ago on Facebook, but it doesn't now. You have to have consistent content because your buyers in your market, they're going to they're gonna like snoop around and creep and look on your page and stuff. And when they click back onto your carpet cleaning page and they see that there's really no posts and nobody's engaged, It's just kind of whatever. That's bad, right? So you want to be consistent and it can be really easy. You know, several, a couple months ago, I encouraged you to start making videos, even if you're uncomfortable, because it doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable, do it anyway. Your competition is not willing to do this stuff. You can start dominating. You can become a nightmare to compete with. And I think that's just amazing. It's amazing. And then, uh, you know, Alex Sharfin got up and the guy's just a beast, right? He's the guy I talked about a minute ago. He's just had these huge companies. And he was talking about how everything you say as a leader in your company, everything is heard through a megaphone by the people underneath you, and it's looked at through a microscope. I want you to wrap your head around that. Everything you say is heard through a megaphone and looked at through a microscope. That's amazing. And as leaders with our small business, when we say something to our team, we think that we understand what they heard. But what they hear is not the same thing as what you say. (laughs) They also look at it through a microscope, which is why it's really uh, not a good idea to to, uh, make promises you don't keep or make a claim that can't be backed up. Like you want to be the steady hand and you want to be motivational and cast like the vision of the company. But like there's a lot that I learned this last week on really how to do that. You guys hear me talk talk all the time about how you have to cast vision to your team and all this stuff. I was talking to Alex about it because I'm a motivated, you know, inspirational guy. And he's like, Josh, you got to stop doing that. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I have to stop doing that. He's like, listen, man. He's like, you cannot cast any type of vision to your team unless you have the clear, documented, proven path on how they're going to get there because because it can cause overwhelm and stress in your team. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like there's so many times with Send Jim when we'll have our team meeting. I'm like, we're going to do 10 million in the next 18 months and there's going to be more opportunity for you and there's going to be, you know, this and that and this other thing. It's going to be amazing, blah, 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 blah. And to me, that's really warm and fuzzy in my head. But to my team, 
it causes an extreme burden on them because I haven't actually given them a path, like a short, like one week or one day or 30 day, like path towards some sort of progress. Like it's, it's just kind of murky. And so I was really thinking about that and I'm going to continue to think about that. I'm going to have Alex on my podcast and I'm going to let him coach me in front of you guys, which is terrifying because he's literally going to destroy me. But it'll be so valuable for you and for me. So I figured, why not, right? <laughs> so I'm just waiting for him to pick his appointment time. Uh, that will be insane. Um, but leadership does require structure. And I'm starting to, like, kind of see the architecture of our software company and, and like, you know, build out teams and try to get SOPs, standard operating procedures. Like, I'm doing all that right now. And I don't have a clear map. Just like you feel like you don't have a clear map. Now, if I started a home service company, I have the exact map. Like, I would just do it, and I'd know exactly, I'd have certainty in the steps. I don't have that with this new company. That's why I'm investing in myself and going deep in, in all this stuff, right? I think it's super cool. Uh, another thing that was really cool that one of the companies did in the Inner Circle is they pass out baseball cards to all their employees. And the baseball cards have the picture of all the different employees on them. So let's say you have 10 employees, right? So you, every employee would get a pack of 10 baseball cards. And each employee's face would be on one of the cards. And on the back of the baseball card was their DISC profile. Now, if you're not familiar with DISC, it's like a personality test. And you can use like Myers-Briggs. There's, there's a bunch of different ones. Colby, I know some people use. But I thought that was a really cool thing because it really helps your team. And we did this at Send Gym this last year where everybody took these personality tests. And it was so eye-opening. Like maybe you have a really good employee but like when you're being passionate and fired up, they just kind of stare at you and they're really quiet and it frustrates you. It's probably not because they're like passive aggressive. It's probably because they have a certain type of personality, right? And it's going to help them to understand your profile and it's going to help you to understand theirs. And it helps people communicate more clearly based on the communication style of the other people on the team. And these are just little nuggets. Like I have like pages and pages and pages and pages of notes. It's completely insane, right? And then one of the quotes that Russell said, he said so much stuff that was just ridiculously amazing. Uh, but he's talking about how opportunity feeds your ego, not your vision. And I was like, holy crap, like the room got quiet. I had tunnel vision when he said this because all of us, me included, as we grow our company or as we just own a business, we treat all opportunity equally. And I know for me, as I've gotten more exposure, like I get I get hit up online so much, guys, like so many emails, so many opportunities. Come speak here. Come do this. Hey, I want to partner with you on this. Hey, can you take a look at this other thing I'm doing? I want you to be equity in this business. Like this stuff is coming at me, right? And I'm just like a tiny scale of what I see us doing in the next couple years, right? And you have to learn how to say no. But what, what the problem is, and maybe that you've struggled with this, is you think that opportunity is good, that all opportunity is good. That's false. Opportunity is just opportunity. But what happens is we'll, we'll say yes to every opportunity. Like, hey, do you want to come do this? Do you want to, like maybe you have a small business and you're starting to get some traction and people say, hey, can you come teach a class at this thing? Well, that doesn't actually catapult momentum in your business, it just feeds your ego and it actually slows down momentum in your business and it doesn't move you towards your vision, right? Or you want to add on a different service or you think that there's some some way to go wide that's going to fix all your problems and it's not true, it's an illusion. But it strokes our ego when we buy a new piece of equipment or we add a new service and we can get wrapped up in that and we want to share that with people. Uh, but it's, it's a huge mistake and it should be just self-evident to you because when I heard that, it like smacked me across the face, which I just, 
I thought it was amazing. Another amazing, amazing, amazing quote was from my friend Michelle. Michelle's from Colorado, and she said something that I wrote down. She said, you're only as successful as your spouse allows you to be. Isn't that awesome? If you're married, if you've been married more than five minutes, I think you're going to see how that can ring true, right? And you could build this huge monster empire, but lose your marriage. And who wants that, right? But if you're going to actually try to be an active participant in your marriage and actually love your spouse very well and build a business, you're going to hit your head against the ceiling whenever you guys are out of alignment. And that's why events like Automate, Grow, Sell Experience are important. And just really just getting away with your spouse and like getting clear on like what you guys are doing and why you're doing it and what you're both willing to commit to and how long you're willing to commit to it. It's, it's huge, right? Yeah, Alex Sharfin also said another thing. He said, the only way we stay in discomfort is when we don't recognize it's there. A lot of you guys have businesses where there's repetitive, continuous pain in a certain area of your business, but you just tolerate it. Like you've just trained yourself to tolerate it. You might have an employee who is like consistently uh, disruptive or negative or tries to like blaze their own trail or just thinks they can make up the rules as they go or they're not coachable, right? You might have uh, some piece of your business that's broken and you're pretending like it doesn't exist. Like you're not following up with the estimates that you give. You're not following up with people that you gave quotes to or that, you know, they're going to hire you, but you didn't follow up. Like there's something, there's some sort of discomfort in your business that you're aware of and, and you stick in your fingers in your ears saying, la, 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 la. <laughs> Well, the path to get out of that is to look face on the problem. Step one, acknowledge that this is a real problem. You don't have to have all the answers, but get real clear and be honest with yourself that it does exist. That the, the discomfort, the problem is real. Because the only way we stay in discomfort is when we don't recognize that it's there. That is so powerful. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What else do we got? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Do, 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 do. Hmm. Let's do this quote here. So connection is greater than communication. So this podcast, like, and apply this to your business with your customers and with your employees. Connection is more powerful, more valuable than just communication. You know, you can give people data. I could come on this show and say, dirt, 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 I am a business robot. Here is how to build your team and get lots of money, burp, 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 right? But it wouldn't work. And it, even if the information was perfection and it was clearly communicated to you, if there's no emotion, if I wasn't vulnerable to you on this show, if you didn't hear stories about my kids and hear stories about when I got my car repossessed, if you didn't, if you didn't have that piece of it, the communication piece becomes irrelevant because you would never stay engaged, you would never stay committed to this show or our relationship with each other. And you gotta, you gotta use this stuff in your own business, guys. Like, this is huge. It might take you a minute to like chew on it. Like, I'm cool with that. But you can't just listen to this show and not like implement this stuff. So the question is, how are you connecting to your customers? And how are you connecting to your team? Are you even connecting? Just because you're communicating does not mean that you're connecting. I thought that was an insane freaking mind bomb. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll do one more thing. I know this is running out, and I could do this for six hours straight. Um, my friend Trevor Mock, he owns a software company called Carrot. It's, a, it's like a web builder and lead generator for real estate investors. 
They're doing $500,000 a month in <laughs> reoccurring revenue. The guy's a beast. His company's four years old. So like I latched onto him like crazy because I'm like, help me. I have software too. Let's be best friends. And so now we're best friends. I even have a carrot tattoo, like a temporary tattoo on my arm. So anyway, so he was talking about something he's done over the last year or two to really bring back like massive like peace in his business with his role in the business. Because as you can imagine, like, like his original goal is to get like 500 customers and they got 4,000, right? So like the internal systems, the culture, like he was like getting stressed out and doing things he didn't even want to do that he wasn't good at. And what he started doing is what he calls an energy audit. This is freaking amazing. In fact, I'm going to make you promise me that you're going to share this episode and not just share it and spam it, but you're going to share this episode on social, on LinkedIn and Facebook groups. And you're going to write like a paragraph of text talking about how this is so great and they need to click it and you're not spamming them and like, hey, no, pr- I promise this is worth it. You got to click this button, right? I b- promise me that you're going to do that. Do you? You promise? Okay. If you promise, then I'm going to tell you this. If you didn't promise, then you're still going to get it anyway, but that's not nice. <laughs> so this energy audit is super simple. What he does is he, he every quarter, he takes this piece of paper and he writes down all of the things in his life that he's currently doing that give him energy right? It makes him feel alive. And as a sidebar, one of the ways to figure out like what your passion is and what your like calling is in your life is when you do something and then after you're done doing it, you have more energy than when you started, right? You ever feel that? You ever get like the fire, you get warm and the goosebumps come because maybe you're a teacher, Maybe you're a salesperson and like when you're in the zone selling, like you just feel alive, like you were, you were made to do that, right? Or maybe it's management, maybe it's finance. It could be anything, like everybody's different. But figure out what gives you energy. It could be learning. Like I, I get energy by listening to podcasts. I feel like I'm gonna go conquer the world just by consuming high level information. Another thing that gives me energy is quiet focus. I found out that I actually am an introvert. You know, I don't think I've talked about that on the show because, you know, I do videos and I do this and I do all this stuff, but actually I'm an introvert. Like my idea of recharging myself is being in complete solitude. What is the thing that recharges you? Write that down. Uh, Exercise, working out, which I have not been doing. And that's so crazy because I have to have that. That gives me energy. When I inspire or motivate people, like what I'm doing right now, as I'm recording this podcast right now, my energy is going up. I have that warm feeling right now. It gives me energy to teach and inspire and motivate people. But there's other things that drain my energy. So you write down the things that give you energy and then write down the things that drain your energy. And the things that drain your energy, don't look at it like, oh, I'm a bad person because this drains my energy. Just be really, really honest with yourself. It can be anything, but we have to identify it, right? Remember, I just read the quote from Alex that says, the only way we stay in discomfort is when we don't recognize it's there. Like, maybe, like, doing the bank deposits drain your energy. Maybe, like, doing the books or responding, doing customer service might drain your your energy. Uh, Someone being negative. You ever feel like you're doing good and then something happens and boom, your battery just goes to 50%, right, from 100%? Write down what that is. It might actually be selling, For a lot of people, selling drains their energy. For me, when I'm actually selling, it drains my energy. Now, things that drain your energy, it doesn't mean that they're bad, and it doesn't mean that you're like you don't do them. Uh, Like for example, selling, like selling is a good thing. Selling is serving people. Selling is like proclaiming your product or service to the masses and like helping them and adding value, right? But it still might be an energy drain. But what we want to do with this energy audit is figure out what percentage of our time each week is spent doing something that takes away our energy 
and what percent is doing something that gives us energy. And so all he did, super simple, is he started measuring it. You know, whatever is measured will improve. Just remember that. He started measuring it, and then he'd take one of the things on the list that was a drain energy thing, and he would start to delegate it off somehow, outsource it, delegate it, get it off his plate, and he would stop doing it. And then he would start doing, he'd replace that little time with something that gives him energy. After 90 days, when the next quarter would start, he would measure it again. And when he started the process, he went through this whole like really cool detailed thing, but he was spending 80% of his working week on things that drained his energy and 20% of his time on things that gave him energy. You know, after a year of him doing this, it had completely flipped, right? And the guy is so chill and so happy and he's just crushing life and you can just see it, right? Right? Like It was just amazing. So I, I hope that's valuable to you guys. I'm, I'm going to share more of this stuff, of course, uh, with other podcasts this week. I'm going to have some really good guests on. Uh, just some housekeeping stuff. I want to make sure you guys know that um, the Automate Grow Cell experience is actually available to put a deposit down on. It was at least 20% uh, sold last I checked this last weekend. So if you're on the list, if you had emailed Jessica, she should have sent you out an email. I know that she did. And you need to make a deposit and hold your spot. There was more people on the list than there is spots. And not everyone will actually do it just because they're on the list, which is fine. But don't wait on it. Move on it quickly. That way we can book the hotel and stuff. You got to remember with the event, uh, your hotel's covered, your food's covered, your entertainment's covered, like everything's covered. You just have to show up here. And we're going to just completely rock your world in a way. <laughs> like You guys have no idea. You have to get here. You have to bring your spouse to this thing. I don't care what it takes. Make it happen. Anyway, uh, I appreciate and love all you guys. If you have questions about the, the event, just email jessica at sendgym.com and she will take care of you. Uh, until tomorrow, take care and God bless. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.